people of the world. This is the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Tune in each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, as we give voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. You can also get more of us by watching The Brothers Talk Show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Hello, Brothers Talk family. We're glad you're with us again, and we're glad to be with you. If it's your first time, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to you being in the mix and spreading the word. While we're still focusing on and encouraging every eligible person to get vaccinated, we also want to say that those who can get the booster shot to do so as well, because with the flu season upon us, none of us need to be doubly compromised. Reports say that over time, the vaccine's effectiveness diminishes, So let's be proactive because there's still the unvaccinated out there who are keeping the pandemic alive. Now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hey, family. Thank you for your continued support. Ed Rod um, just spoke about the pandemic is still raging. And I know people are trying to turn, go back to normal, but it's really impacting white people uh, a lot more than anybody else. I was reading any other group. I was reading this article where it talked about the treatment that black people are getting when they're in the hospital. So you don't want to get in the hospital, in the hospital and that uh, black folks are getting more uh, uh, in terms of a follow up uh, to see how they are doing after they gotten uh, COVID. Uh, they're getting like 60 percent of black people are not even being uh, checked on. So you don't want to end up in the hospital, family. Uh, take care of yourself and take care of your loved ones. Norm? Thanks, Scott. But one thing I can say regarding the vaccine in our community, at least the numbers are increasing for those that are actually getting the vaccine and reaching out and trying to take over the, the, the spread of this thing as it is ravaging our people and our community. And we cannot have a community without good health. Rod? Well, we've had a tremendous response to our first two episodes in our series on Black relationships, where we heard from Georgette Dilfer, a successful entrepreneur who's also a divorced boomer, and Kyle Lilly, a single audiovisual professional, Gen Xer. Just to recap, we're doing this as our answer to all the pseudo-relationship experts out there who, in our estimation, are doing more damage than good because all we see is a platform for more arguments, which definitely isn't healthy. So as you know, we promote individual critical thinking and that most definitely includes relationships. So as we resume our series on black relationships, our guest today is Valabia Williams, who is a native of Albany, Georgia. She left the good life city to join the Air Force, which took her to North Carolina where she's been living since 1993. She graduated from Winston-Salem State with a bachelor's in clinical laboratory science and currently works in Durham, North Carolina as a microbiology process scientist for a leading clinical diagnostics company. She has three children, is a writer, comedian, actress, and entrepreneur, as well as the owner of Cathartic Prince. So we're happy to have Valabia here. And Valabia, please say hello to the Brothers Talk family. 
Hello, Brothers Talk family. Thank you, Rod. Thank you, Norman. Thank you, Scott, for having me. I am just blessed and I feel honored to be here and be a part of this conversation. Thank you. Great. So let's jump right in. So Valeria, you know the topic. So what do you see as the biggest challenge to Black relationships? You know, that's a, a huge question. Um, and I honestly don't think it can, I can give you just one thing, but I'll, I, I think two that are very important to me are self-awareness and communication. I think that without self-awareness, sometimes we don't realize why we say some of the things that we say or why we do some of the things that we do. And that affects us in relationships, which also affects our communication. Um, I think that the way that we talk to each other or what we talk to each other about also are huge factors in the success or the demise of our relationships. Lavia, so you mentioned that you've been married before. So from that marriage, what have you taken? Have you thought about what can I do different or what am I going to do different? Am I going to practice some different habits from in future relationships that will prevent the thing that happened in this relationship from happening? Well, definitely. Um, I would say first and foremost, so to, to give your listeners some background, I was married for 18 years and have been divorced for about seven. I got married when I was 22. And um, long story short, uh, to talk about that self-awareness or to bring the self-awareness into it, I did not know how to love my husband um, or now my ex-husband. My mother committed suicide. And so I had horrible rejection and abandonment issues. So the way that I protected myself was for me to have this wall up and to me, for me to not allow anyone to get so close to me so that they could allow me to hurt myself. My mother took her life because of bad relationships. I will say her bad decisions in relationships. So I told myself that that will never be me. So with me having that mindset from 13 years old, I just, I didn't know how to love my husband, but I also didn't get help as a 13 year old child. I didn't talk to someone about what it felt like for the one person in this world that's supposed to love you to choose to leave you and the scars that that put on me. So I had junk, you know, I don't want to turn this into the Valavia therapy session, but that's the type of stuff that I've had to acknowledge and deal with, you know, the fact that for years, I didn't even believe I was lovable. You know, I had to be able to look at myself in the mirror and say to myself, I love you because nobody else was saying it. And even if someone else said it, I didn't believe it. And so even in my marriage, my, my, my ex-husband and I were very good friends. But as you all are men and you know, there are certain things that you want from your wife. There's a certain level of intimacy. There's a certain level of respect. There's a certain level of trust. And so even though I was respectful to my husband, even though I did love my husband, I can only speak from what I think happened from my perspective. I think that there was a level of intimacy that I did not give him because I didn't have the capacity to. I think there was a level of respect that I did not give him because we had gone through some things. We were young. I was 22 when we got married, he was 21. 
and we had kids really early. So not having role models, not having examples, both of us having healing that we had not done. We didn't know how to be parents. We didn't know how to be husband and wife. So we were doing the best that we could. So throughout the marriage and stuff happening, okay, we're trying to communicate with each other. We're trying to make this thing work. But again, with that communication, how honest am I being? How honest is he being? You know, if we are going to make this work, what's your truth? What's my truth? And with these truths, how are we moving forward? Are you giving me your real truth? Or are you giving me your half truth? Because if you're not giving me your real truth, we are not going to heal. If you aren't really being real with me, then we aren't really moving forward, you know? And so for me, um, I, as you all can see, I, I talk, I, I, I don't sugarcoat things. Um, when I meet someone, it's not that I sit down and say, well, you know, my mama killed herself and you know, uh, I got bad abandonment issues. You know, it's, I don't, I don't come to the table. Oh, this is all my stuff and right. you either like it or leave it, you know, <laughs> but I'm up, I'm up front. I, I expect honesty. I expect fidelity. I expect time. That ain't about your pockets. That's not about me expecting you to be a father to my children. That's about your integrity. That's about your willingness to share your world with me. You, you follow what I'm saying? That was a great response. That was fantastic. And you mentioned something regarding role models and not knowing how to be a, a wife or a husband. We have a generation of, of young people that are growing up in single parent households. What would you say to them to address those issues? Ha, ah, you know, I, I would say talk to people that you think are doing it well. I would say read, because I, I do a lot of reading. I, I go to a counselor. Um, I try to learn to fill in the gaps for what I feel I don't have. Um, I talk to my kids. I talk to my kids about stuff that they don't want to talk about. Sometimes I'm the enemy because I'm having those conversations. But I think um, somehow we have to figure out how to fill in the gaps of our lack, which, which sounds crazy because if we don't know what we're missing, how do we fill it in? But again, sometimes it takes having a conversation with someone or even seeing something in someone else to say, okay, I feel like I want more of that or I'm missing that. Or even, even in the criticism from our, our loved ones or the people that we are in relationships with, Sometimes we don't, we don't hear them. So, you know, somebody may come at me and say, well, you talk too much. You know, nobody has ever said that, but, you know, but, but my point is I, I, when someone says something to me that I think is negative, I try to listen to see if there's any truth in what they're saying. So it's, it's a form of evaluation. And so then I might go to another friend and say, Hey, you know, so-and-so said this to me and I know that's a bunch of bull. But I did think about this right here. What do you think about that? Because you've known me in this area. You've seen me do this. What do you think about that? And then they're able to give me feedback. And then I can work on that area and try to be better and try to get some guidance and say, you know what? I never even thought about it that way. I never even considered that that was how I was communicating or how my actions were being perceived. We don't, we don't know how we're perceived. Sometimes we don't even know how we're communicating, you know? So Valavia Williams is our guest. And Valavia, one of the things that you talked about 
is having gone through counseling. And we know that in the Black community that we're still vastly underserved by the notions and the stereotypes that we put on the idea of getting any type of psychological counseling. So can you talk about how you overcame? I'm sure you faced some of that when you perhaps considered going into counseling. Can you talk about how you managed to get over that and what is counseling meant to you going forward? Yeah, of course. So before um, my marriage was really ending, I just, I was lost. I didn't know what to do. Um, it was, it was a whole new place for me and it was really, really scary. So I went to my pastor and my pastor was a big proponent for self-care and for therapy. And he recommended that I try therapy, not just talking to him. So it wasn't that he was negating my spiritual welfare, but he was also saying, I'm not trained in this and you've got some stuff going on that I don't have the capacity to help you with. So how about you try a professional and you can still come back and talk to me, but I really think you need to talk to this person because I was hurting. And from, from years and years of not healing and having so much junk piled on top of junk and on top of other junk, um, he recognized that there was some stuff that I needed to deal with. And because I was, I, I couldn't have a conversation without crying, you know? And, and I was hurting bad enough that I knew I needed help. So, okay, you tell me this is the medicine that I need. I'm gonna take it. I'm not gonna just sit here and hurt and literally end up killing myself, which was the thing that I was trying to avoid. So it wasn't, it wasn't difficult for me to, to start therapy once I realized it was something that I needed to do. You know, I, I didn't have a problem talking to my pastor or talking to my family members. Um, but I think in our community, it's, it's big that, you know, well, I don't know them folks and I ain't gonna be telling them my business. And, you know, it's talking to a stranger and all of these things, but sometimes talking to a stranger is better than talking to auntie. You know, uh, my, when I went to, and I, if my aunt hears this, I'm not gonna say which one, but you might remember this conversation. When I went to one of my aunts about my marriage ending, she said to me, sometimes a piece of man is better than no man at all. So when you have family members that have their own struggles and have their own situations that they've dealt with and they've come to terms with, they are going to give you advice based off of what they've chosen to live with and what they think is right, not necessarily what's healthy. And so a professional ain't got nothing to do with your mama, your daddy, or anybody else. They are being objective, or at least they should be, and giving you the best information to help you heal. And that was what I needed. So I went for it. So when you, when you start, when you notice that your relationship with and your marriage was, was deteriorating, falling apart, when did you realize that the therapy or what, what helped you realize that you got to start, you got to heal yourself first before you uh, try to mend a relationship with somebody else you got to take care of you. You got to understand what your problems are, your struggle, your struggle, and what brought you to the place that you're you're at now. And and how did you start that process once you realized that I need to heal? I tell you, it was a painful process. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm still going through the process. I'm still learning stuff about myself. I'm still crying. You know, um, it's the 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 wounds are deep. I I, I liken them to 
You've seen one, I'm a country girl, Albany, Georgia, Southwest Georgia, so pecan trees. You, you, have you seen those trees that are so big that the roots are huge and they're coming up and they're, they're just messing up the ground? You, you can't just chop that down. You got to dig that mess up, you know? So I'm 47 years old. Again, my mom died when I was 13. So there are so, and then on top of that, I lived with my aunt after my mom died. And one of the things that was most impactful about that life event was when I was trying not to live with my aunt, um, she said to me, nobody wants you. So to say to a 13 year old child whose mother has already left her that nobody wants you. Okay, try to go through marriage, try to have healthy relationships. What do you think is in my head? So in order for Valavia to have a healthy relationship, I had to realize Valavia got to get all this crap out of her head. Valavia has to heal before she can be okay for anybody else. Because if, if, if I'm not okay with me, I'm not gonna know how to love anybody and I'm not gonna know how to receive healthy love either. And so it's, it's digging up all of that crap, digging up those roots, burning them, burning them down, you know, um, recognizing some of my faulty thought patterns. And, and I've, I've come to recognize that I can't heal myself. That's why I go to external sources because I've been running on autopilot for all of these years. So my directions are wrong. So I have got to get direction from somebody else. Um, and I, I, I learned about what's called an attachment style. Um, and I'll do a plug for personal development school because it's one of the, the places that I get a lot of my courses and information. And that has helped me a lot um, from the standpoint of learning why I have done a lot of what I've done. I used to, if I was talking to somebody and a, a, a red flag or something just kind of triggered me, I would run. I mean, quickly. Um, and I didn't realize why. I just felt like, well, you know, my don't give a damn is high. You know, I just, I, hey, I don't have time for this. But there's what's called a fearful avoidant. There's a fear or, and I would avoid things because of triggers from my, my mom, the abandonment, the, re, the rejection. You know, there's a dismissive avoid. There are, other, there are different attachment styles and people that have different things. So I had a little bit of all of them, you know? <laughs> so just, just needing to, to deal with why I was the way that I was in my relationships, not just romantic relationships, but friendships, even with girlfriends, you know, why, why will I only let this person get so close to me before I'm like, ah, no, nah, dog, I can't hang out with you. You know, why, why am I like that? Why was I like that? The African-American community is at the bottom when it comes to actual marriages. Why do you think that is? Now, when you say at the bottom, do you mean a uh, number of people that are getting married or rate of happiness or what are we referring no, to? No, when I say the bottom, I mean we are the least married. We are the least regarding having a two-family a two married. Um... The household? Yes, exactly. Ah, well... <laughs> as a now single woman, I tell you, I believe it's because people just want to have sex. You know, I, the, the number of men that I meet that expect me to just be their bed buddy is like, really, dude, you really came out your face and said that to me? You know, I'm, the, the, there is a lack of respect for sanctity. There is a lack of respect for monogamy. 
this is my opinion, you know, um, I don't think people value other people, you know, because if you really, if you really respected me, you respected my time, you respected my body, you respected yourself, you wouldn't come out your face and say certain things to me. You wouldn't come out your face and expect certain things of me with you when I don't even know you, you know? And I think as long as people are hurting and as long as we don't respect ourselves enough to make the sisters or the brothers step up, because I'm not going to put it on the brothers because I got girlfriends that are trying to tell me to go out there and get me me also. You know, it's not just the guys that are saying, go do you do. My girlfriends are saying, girl, you need to just go get laid. You need to do this. You know, so it's women that have the mindset as well. And I think as long as people aren't acknowledging that, listen, why am I okay with just having sex? Not saying that I'm not trying to knock people that choose to do that. But ultimately, if all you want to do is have sex with somebody, why is that? Do you have a fear of connecting? Do you have a fear of being vulnerable? Do you have a fear of intimacy? Because I believe there is a reason that people choose not to allow themselves to get closer to somebody else. And I think as long as we think we aren't lovable, as long as we think we don't deserve to be in healthy monogamous relationships, then we're going to take the crap that is thrown at us. And if we're throwing crap and we're receiving crap, then no, ain't nobody getting married. Hey, well, thank you, Valavia Williams, for your forthrightness and your transparency and sharing a part of your relationship journey with the Brothers Talk family. It's extremely refreshing. And before you go, please tell us a little bit about your business, Cathartic Prints. Thank you. So Cathartic Prints, right now I have bookmarks and you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Cathartic Prints has bookmarks that are available. My vision is to expand to accessories, hats, uh, t-shirts and everything. But if you go to either of those sites, you'll see that my bookmarks are just inspirational quotes. And these were birthed out of um, me trying to grow and heal. One of, one of my quotes is today, I choose not to let my past dictate my present or impact my future. And I'm messing that up, but something along those lines. Today, I choose to be my biggest cheerleader. Today, I choose to keep the promises that I make to myself, you know, and all of these have I choose statements because I recognize that it is my choice for how I choose to live my life and how I choose to navigate and how I choose to move forward. So Cathartic Prince is about making choices for ourselves to be better, making choices for ourselves for how we think and having some accountability for self and not placing blame or responsibility on other people. So I appreciate your support. Thank you. Absolutely. And in our positive black experience of the week, RFG MPW Environmental and Facility Services has been selected to join the Apple Impact Accelerator, a new program for minority owned businesses that are creating environmental solutions focused on climate change, resource conservation and smarter chemistry. RFG MPW Environmental and Facility Services, one of 15 businesses selected for Apple's first Impact Accelerator cohort. So congrats to them. Thanks again to all of you for joining us. And remember to join and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you want to share in long form with feedback, suggestions, questions, or show ideas, 
hit us up at the email, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. We're sure there's going to be a lot more comments based on the great guests that we've had today. That's a wrap for another episode. And as always, we appreciate your time and interest that we'll never take it or you for granted. And until the next time, let's do better today because that's all we really have.